Well, we are off now. We're starting recording. Hello, Jamie Homer. Good day to you. Part two. Hi. <laughs> We're in our little room, room in Dorchester. We're back uh, where the magic we? happens. Where the magic happens. Okay. We are. We are back. Should we make more magic? Well, that doesn't sound too dodgy. Look at my fantastic um, wireframes everywhere. They're nice, mate. Mm. Well, actually, remarkably, I've seen the uh, outputs and. The final design looks quite like the wireframes, which is amazing. <laughs> You're not just doing wireframes to keep people happy. You're doing it as a point of design principle. I'm amazed. Many thanks. Um, thanks for coming back on again. The last what one. What a pleasure. The last. Is it a pleasure? Yeah, man. It was good. It was good. Good. Really good. Cool. So we kind of got uh, to the point in the last kind of time we recorded when we were talking about creativity and we were talking about is it beginning to lose its place in digital in this kind of drive and desire for passion for getting everyone through the process as quick as possible exactly essentially transactions yeah complete a transaction complete an interaction i've got this big yeah. challenge in my head that people are confusing delightful experiences for very transactional based efficient experiences yeah, mm. yeah. Gulf, the Gulf UK that UK site got it right years ago mm. they said we know we know you don't want to pay your, your, your car tax we know you don't want to renew your passport yeah so we'll make it as painless as possible it's not going to be a great experience it's going mm. to be black and white a few forms but we'll make it as quick as we possibly can and that kind of thought that was the way to go but I think we're getting confused now and and we talked about last time about are we losing that sense as a creative and a few of the guys that listen to this also creative. Are we losing our sense, your sense as a creative, of art? Art sounds a bit wanky, but are we losing that sense mm. of artistic individuality in, in, in digital? Big question. Discuss. Yeah, yeah well, I'm going to put, put my feet up now. <laughs> yeah, right. See you go. We've got 20 minutes. Yeah, it's, well, I think, you know, what's important to bear in mind is that before digital came print, and at the beginning of that becoming a job or a career for people, it was called a commercial artist. So there is an artistry to it. Mm. Um, so yes, you know, I think designers, digital or otherwise, they are artists in the way that a person over here, their art is their music, their art. This person over here, their art is their art. Mm. This person over here is, is making a, a form of visual art, but the hope is that that's used to dirty word sell. Mm -hmm. um so uh yeah it's, it's being used for a different a different end purpose so i do think that you know i think as we said last time and as we're saying now that there is a drive to get people through everything as quickly as you can as efficiently as you can and i do understand that but i think that there is a limit to that that you're going to get to um whereby you can't easily put creativity in because by nature of what that is it's going to interfere with efficiency if you want efficiency in its purest form cool. and and the gov site's a great example of that they've mm. gone there is a there's a there's a type of creative in there it's not creative in the colorful words no, sure. pictures blah 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 sense there is a type of creative license used to actually solve the problem in the first yeah, place yeah. um and perhaps that's some of um, 
what what gets employed you know true creative people like to be creative in whatever way that that Possibly might be yeah you know <laughs> i know i know some designers who are also artists in the traditional sense that are like wow that's good okay. i always thought i was quite decent with a pencil yeah i know some that like to um uh, point at me saying that about the pencil was Compared to that guy, I'm rubbish, sure. and I may as well put the pencil down. Yeah. Um, I know some people that like to make music. I know some people that like to um, print stuff on, on hand presses, aside from their actual uh, day job, if you like, of being a, being a creative. So <clears throat> there are lots of different ways to do it, and I think as the landscape changes, so too might that person's creative involvement so it might be that you have to accept in the scenario of website X sure, websites, yeah. that you aren't going to be able to put in some of the latest and greatest styles and trends and mm -hmm. it might not be an all singing, all dancing, visually impressive website in that respect, but actually there are problems that need solving. Mm. So you're going to be looking at the way certain parts of it work mm. and that's where your creative input is is helpful mm. and, and needed mm. more so than like I say that that decorative element and that's something for me recently we're working um, a couple of us on a site that is <clears throat> not a dramatic departure from where it's currently at that wasn't the point of it the point of it was to make it a bit slicker make it easier to use um, make it easier to update and, and and all of those sorts of things within that there are guidelines in place which need to be adhered to but for my involvement what I got a lot out of was how to solve certain well they're, they're usability problems essentially okay. but then it's like okay well that needs thinking about in a, in a different way to the way it's currently been thought about the more you look at how it has been thought about the harder it is to think about it in a completely forget that stop looking at it you have to look at it yeah. to understand what it's doing yeah. to redo it. So um, there's there's that element of still being able to be um, creative and bring that into play with this sales part of it. Sure. You know, this efficiency, this transactional part of it as well. I think so. So is the term creative? changing in the digital space whereas creative when when i was when we had the agency and you know a creative was was uh, you know a very a very artistic led person job yeah. role, individual is that changing is, is 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 the role of a creative changing so does that mean that that you know artistically creative people might look at different areas where yeah. they can express themselves a little bit more than well I, I think that the title of creative means different things to different people to the designer the creative it means i'm going to create you know i'm going to do the next best design that i've ever come up with each time i sit down and try okay. and design and it's going to look fabulous and everyone's going to look at that and go wow that's good to the business owner creative I think is more synonymous with someone that creates stuff rather yeah. than employs their creativity. Employs their career. Yeah. yeah and yeah, so yeah. I think that there's that difference there amongst different people, which which often never marries up anyway mm -hmm. with, with that end client that, that wants obviously to 
um, get what they want out of it. Yeah. And the person over here that's you're stifling my creativity, sure. sort of thing. Yeah, the old-fashioned you know? yeah, 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 yeah. So that's where a lot of I think a lot of um, creatives are still kind of trying to hang on to that. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing, there's no nothing wrong with that at all. You know, I do as well. But I think it was is important to perhaps note an action that it has changed. Yeah. And how can you get the most out of what it might now mean instead? So is that a natural um, evolution of the market, mm. i.e. digital market, or, or any market, right? As it yeah, becomes yeah, more yeah. mature, it starts to kind of find its shape a little bit. And digital yeah. is a little bit different because there are more made-up job titles than <laughs> anything. Of it. You know, it's just nuts. Um, so is that a natural evolution? Um or have we, uh, and it could be, I could be asking the same question in different ways, or, or, is mm. it a, or is it as a result of the way we have used technology today? Have we not necessarily looked at, if we take a website or apps or whatever, have we not been as as creative in the old-fashioned sense as, as we could have been? Mm. I think both, both of those are the same thing. Yeah. Because I think... If we could have held back a little bit and yeah. let the designers be more creative as we went along this mental digital change that's that's, that's yeah. still happening yeah. uh, and will happen and ad infinitum, then things wouldn't have been used and progressed and developed and uh, at the pace that they have and be where they are now. Yeah, and that's human nature, isn't it? You give someone something and they will rag it into the ground until it's the next thing and the next thing and the next thing um so i kind of think that they're the same yeah. thing if i'm honest i yeah. think it's a natural progression yeah. because that it's it's like human nature to behave like that sure um you see it you'll see it more in kids because they don't control the impulses yeah, yeah. but i think you go through that phase when you get older and when you are more ingrained in that level where you can implement those sorts of things i'm talking people far above mm -hmm. our station mm -hmm. but they then revert to that kind of they've got that freedom because they've got that perhaps that financial backing or that yeah, stature yeah. or whatever it might be where they can just fire ahead and yeah we'll, we'll just do this we won't bother to ask whether it's the right thing to do or whether it's a good idea yeah. we'll just do it yeah. and then someone's got hold of that and moved on with that yeah. And so it can't be put back in the box, box. sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I do think it's a natural progression. Uh -huh. But I also, it would be nicer if you could sort of just press at half speed. Pause. Little button. Little, yeah, yeah. Just to slow it down a bit because it, it seems things move along before they're considered almost. And digital, like you say, is it's a very immediate thing. It's completely immediate, isn't it? And so that, I think, is what helps it blast on at that speed and is where some uh, some creatives perhaps get left a little bit behind. Have you seen that? Have you seen some creatives getting left behind in some way? Uh, or some, 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 maybe some talent that was there before that you're like, yeah, Christ, I, if I think, only dot, dot, dot. Yeah, I think, I think so. I've, not, I've seen them not be where I thought they would be at in the digital space. Compared. Given that they've been, you know, really, really good, enviably good in 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 traditional spaces, if you like, yeah. Um, and I've sort of gone, wow, okay. Um, kind of wasn't expecting, expecting that. that. Mm. 
but what's nice is that a lot of those people have been to my mind truly creative and they're able to go okay well this is a different canvas there are different rules that apply but i can still apply my uh, observations my um, accuracy my knowledge of color design principles and my creativity i'm doing air quotes yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to that that canvas but it just takes them a little while to warm up to it and then you come back in a month or two and they are kicking out stuff that is that is where sure. you would have thought they would have been. would have been it's just a bit of a shock to jump from one sort of one particular discipline if you like onto another and i suppose i mean no people will be like listen to this to I would say <laughs> nods in agreement. Well, yeah, um, well, we all are, right? Um, yeah. yeah, I would say you know you've got your your, your different sort of almost spectrums of knowledge from print-based, sure, screen-based for online website, yeah. uh, web apps, web platforms, that sort of thing, native device apps. Including including what you'd probably suggest voice and well, I was going to say and voice and as well kind of stuff. yeah yeah monitoring so they're yeah. the sort of different things that it would be good for people to be creative across but mm. you often see when someone goes into their first venture on there they may be shit hot over here can we swear on this yeah cool um, and then they try and migrate across for client needs unless they're one of those lovely ferociously motivated people that likes to do a lot of side projects. Yeah. Um, bastards. Yeah. Bastards with their free time. <laughs> um, and. Um, but that's not, isn't that a compartmentalization of people's ability? It is. And I'm not saying that people should stick in there any, sure. at all. They should be good across the, across the board. But I think, sorry to hold that thought if you can, but I think that's where we've got things wrong. There mm, is this. Mm. This is, this is a bit of a bugbear of mine. There is this. Oh, Christ. I sound like fucking Michael Gove, and I apologise. Yeah. Because before Brexit, well, he said, don't believe experts. Don't believe them. They don't know what they're talking about. And of course, you know, because the experts were saying, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be a cock up. Um, and, and I think, to a certain extent, what we've done in the, in the, in the digital space is we have created experts, right? Mm. Okay. Yeah. But actually, we've created those experts in an arbitrary sense. We have we have squeezed their boundary of influence and knowledge to such an extent that too, in, too in, narrow. In, yeah, in the interest of commercial success, or there are fucking say a workflow or an agile approach or Kanban or whatever whatever comes out of you know some management consultant's mouth. We have narrowed our uh, the abil our abilities, we've restricted the abilities of people, which is a purely an, an understandable cap capitalist approach, right? Mm. Get, you know, the whole, you do that job, pass it on, it's, it's efficient. No. But I think it's created, um, uh, because of that, we've created this this fear of people who are generalists. And I see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I get that. People go, what do you do? And I go, well, I'm a, I'm a kind of generalist. I know. <laughs> and I fuck all about a lot of things, you know? <laughs> but, I, but I know, I know, you know, I know that needs to happen there because three or four steps down the line, that will happen. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm not an expert, but it's an understanding of the whole process. Is so, what that is what that equates to, though, isn't it? Which I think is useful, and that's what people miss because they know they so much about this. Yeah, they can't look up. But they can't make a decision about that. No, 
no, and that's no, no good no. if you if you are so ingrained in one thing that you can't even sympathize with sympathize the next thing and understand how it's supposed to work yeah. or how it actually relates to what you are doing yeah well then you're too ingrained and you've gone back to that whole not transparent in a silo yeah. All the all the old buzzwords, which where we don't work in silos and we're yeah. we're transparent, yeah. well, you've actually inadvertently moved yourself back to that. Yeah. If you can't have a more general generalist yeah. Yeah. overview of the actual thing as a whole, but, but do you see that in creativity because that's kind of devalued. Because sometimes I remember when I started doing my own thing a few years ago, it was kind of scoffed. Are oh, you a generalist? <laughs> mm. And and you kind of go, yeah, I am. You're not. <laughs> yeah, be, be, some people look down on that, don't they? Yeah, because yeah, they think, yeah. okay, well then you yeah. don't have a deep understanding of anything. Correct. But the deep understanding is a shallow understanding of everything. Correct. Which is, I'd rather have that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Than the next thing, but because you understand things. But yeah. then it depends what you want to do. It depends if you want to get bogged down into the delivery of sure. a role. Hell or if no. you want to help oversee the whole thing. Yeah. And so that's that's where the two things are completely necessary, but completely different. And is that, do you see that my kind of uh, uh, thoughts around that reflected in the creative space, in your background? There's, there's this, you know, you do this job, you do that job. Your creative you're... space is very, very much more delineated like that yeah, in terms of you're doing this you're doing that you, you go in some smaller agencies and they work with this producer model yeah. where you talk to the client you do the work you write the quote you chase the money yeah they call it the producer model that yeah. used, used to at least yeah um and that's fine but you do get to the end of a day having not actually achieved the deliverable work that you needed to yeah and that leads in some instances to the other model of um you know having these sort of slightly more more strict uh strict lines in between what your job role is where different people are doing those different tasks mm. so the delivery is always getting done the client liaison is always getting done mm. um i do see it I think a, a bit across the, the creative space, like I say, where people grip on to stuff more. Mm. The, the the people in that space, they hang on to the, the deliverers are. Yeah, sure. This is what I do. You you don't know anything. You couldn't know anything about what I do. You mm. couldn't think on my level about mm. colours. Mm. <laughs> what a ridiculous yeah, yeah. thing to think. Do you know what I mean? And you get the... shared in a development. You, you know, as oh, yeah, yeah. like you know, I could, I could have a conversation oh, yeah. with a developer, and they'd be like. He doesn't hardly. know how to do an IRS app. He's a scumbag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it happens. You were in that meeting then, were you? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, please. But, yeah, and that's where, you, you, you know, I think creative people can have a slightly more generalist view, mm. which I think comes with tenure and experience because, you know, you haven't just been a junior designer for a decade or five years or 20 years or whatever it might be. You've presumably progress through different roles mm. which gives you that better understanding of things so it might make you under it might put you in a position to understand that on this particular project understanding budgetary requirements rather than sitting there as a uh, um, 
steadfast creative and going, I don't give a shit what the budget is. I'm going to create. I agree. Damn you. Yeah, um, I agree. And then you, you yeah. but, but when you have a bit of a better understanding and an actual appreciation, a genuine appreciation of, okay, well, we probably will go over budget, but it won't be as much as over here. Sure. With this guy who sure. is going to paint the Sistine Chapel roof again. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so, yeah, I think that, that there is, there's a requirement for creative people to have that. Slightly, yeah, yeah, which I think, I would say for the for the creative person, the creative individual, is a, gen, a bit more of a generalist approach, but allowing them still to have whatever their niche and job title is, sort of thing. It's interesting. You're right. That the the best people I've worked with over years have had that understanding, mm. a broader understanding. And certainly, the create the best the best creators I work with have had that. You know, you can sit down and have a conversation with them and go, you know, not necessarily. This is how long you've got because telling a creative how long they've got is red rag. Do you want to fight? Yeah, go on. Do you want a bloody fight? Yeah, yeah. Saying, we've got this much money. Yeah. Oh, okay. And suddenly they go, yeah, okay, we can do something for that. Um, yeah. And that's really interesting. There's, there's another point I just want to kind of dr- drift on to, really. So yeah, yeah. Let's drift. Yeah. I like, I like to. As one gets older, one drifts away in a reverie sometimes. <laughs> you drift, I'll float. <laughs> um, so I've been doing, doing a bit of work. So um, on, I've got I'm doing a talk in Bath in a in a month or so. Oh, yeah, I haven't yeah. been in it yet, but Bath. Um, Bath, and I um, and I'm doing a kind of lot of work around um, behavioural science, human behaviour, and um, some some digital philosophical challenges. And and one of the one of the things I've been looking at is. Um, uh, the, the the kind of inherent subconscious behaviour that people people and society have started to adopt in their use of digital tools and how that is affecting their real life. Okay, it's a bit of a ramble, but there was a woman called Gloria Marks, and I was flicking through my book while you were talking. I was listening mm. and trying to find this note. So so she is f- probably one of the best data and information analysts in the world. Okay. She can take a thread and pull it all the way through to like, oh my God, that's eye-opening. Mm. And anyway, she she did uh, she did a little piece of work a while ago, um, to twenty sixteen, and it's and it's, it's changed since then. But she did a little some tests, some real life kind of field based ethnographic research. And in 20, 2004... um people humans could keep their attention for three minutes on one thing okay. for three minutes okay three minutes attention 2016 same test conditions um without depre- this is going to be depressing isn't yeah it? There was, and there was no digital devices around them they were just watching the, the way and monitoring the way that their brain activity worked yeah the ability for us to to focus on one thing at any one time was 40 seconds so it kind of Gone down Have by done it quick, again? Quick, 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 mathematics there, gone down by over a fifth, you know, by over yeah, four yeah. fifths. Um, and no, that, that was the last one. Now, oh, heaven knows it. Don't do it again. Yeah. So, so, even without these things that we've got in front of us, yeah. in, in our vision, mm. we have changed our ability, and it is yeah. ability, our cognitive ability to focus on one thing, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, 100%. How does that play out? in terms of, um, you know, every creative I know, and I've said this millions of times, every creative I know 
has didn't didn't, didn't become a creative because they thought they were going to get really well paid. They become I'm a bloody dead. <laughs> I was bloody well wrong there, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> become a creative because they've got this 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 passion. So how does how do facts and figures like that yeah. affect your thinking and your um, well, the it, challenges it, that you you face it, across everything? Yeah, it does affect your thinking. It's like you say, you know, you think of get your phone in your hand, and phone. I say phone because it is exponentially quicker than being on a computer on a web browser. I can quickly have a look at a poster on IMDb. I can quickly then go and read oh, the news. Oh, I can then check my email. I've done all that within sec- sixty seconds. Sure. I can't do that at that speed alone no. on a desktop because I've got to wait for everything to load. I've got to scroll about and do yeah. what I do. Yeah. So you can't, I don't think there's an argument to be had that when your mind is operating at that speed yeah. and context switching at that speed that regularly throughout every day, th- sorry, throughout the day, every day. Yeah. Um, now you're not on your phone all the time, but the times that you are, a lot of people are behaving like that instead of, you know, there's the odd guy that's reading uh, a Kindle book or something like that, and he's going to be doing one thing for a long time yeah. on his device. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And there are tons of different examples of what people are doing for longer periods of time. But I don't think there's even an argument to try and have to say that if you are bouncing around like that, it won't affect the way that you're thinking. If I was sat at a train station, like you say, mm-hmm. I didn't have a phone and I was waiting for a train and no one was talking to me. I wouldn't just be sitting thinking about one thing. I know I wouldn't. I'd be thinking about dinner and I'd be thinking about potatoes and then no, I'd be thinking about do yeah. vegans eat potatoes and then I'd be thinking about what I think about vegans and then I'd be thinking what's different? What's a vegetarian? My mind just would bounce around. I know it would without even having to sit there and think like that. So that translated to a creative person who's expected in some instances to sit down, blast through, you know, long form tasks is what I'll call them. If you're going to be sitting and doing working on a deliverable element, like a brand guideline for a day or a couple of days or whatever it might be, or working through a particularly enriching website that needs 20 or 30 pages working through it, that's one ongoing big task. Thinking in the same space of whatever this is going to be for this particular client, you Mm. know, they're all similar related issues, hopefully. But when the mind works in that quick fire bounce, there was a word I heard years ago for it where you jump online and you do something, but you get completely yeah. fish hooked by something else. Yeah. And if the mind works in that way, and I think a lot of creative people mind, people's minds do work in that way because they're constantly trying to ingest stimuli, yeah. um, it then does and can make it quite tricky to then go and sit down yeah. and focus for a day or for two days and just stare yeah. at the at the screen and, and work through stuff. What it can be useful for is when you're trying to gather your visual, visual influences and, and things and you get, get, gather your heroes together for a project to work out how things might look. It helps you bounce around bloody quick. Yeah. But, yeah, to sit down and then sort of almost change the pace of which uh, at which you're doing stuff. Yeah. It is, uh, I find it Difficult. hard. Yeah. yeah, I find it is a direct conflict with the way that my mind now likes to behave, bouncing around everywhere all the time. So do you think, I don't know, neurologically, potentially we've always been like that, but now we just have 
we just have the tools that enable us to service that that bouncing around in our heads um I don't know. I'd say yes and no because okay. you could say it's that's a philosophical a fit, fill of there, isn't it? Philosophical. Well, it is, and it's yeah. something I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah it, because it's like you know, is this a question? Well, right. If this is an answer, yeah, sure. sort of thing. Because yeah. I don't know the answer. Because if we didn't, I, I can. I would. I would say if we didn't have those, I, I'd say no. Mm-hmm. It's the tools that have caused that. Mm-hmm. Because if we didn't have the tools, we'd still be chugging along, chilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably a lot of people would be a lot happier, uh, to be honest. Potentially, um, yeah. yeah. But the tool is there, but I do think it's foregone that it never would have ended up being used in any other way than the way that it is used. Mm. It's the mm. nature of people, isn't it? Unfortunately, they're gonna. Well, it's the nature of ragged, hard, and fast. It's a great phrase. Yeah. It's, it's technical too. Yeah. Why on earth? Why on earth? If you had these tools available to you, yeah, and you were. Your business was focused on monetizing attention. Yeah, that's the word, isn't it? Yeah, but thanks, Gary V. Yeah, oh god, don't get me <laughs> he, he didn't fucking he struggle didn't, porn. They call it, don't they? He hustle porn. He didn't. He didn't make up that phrase. No, don't get me started. I'm not going to start him. But there is a there is an argument, definitely that this drive for the behavior and that that would enable Facebook and Google to grow their business model, which is data. Oh, sorry, their business driver, which is data. Mm. Um, completely the, the, the unconsidered consequence or the unintended consequence was this change in behaviour that we see amongst mainly Western society, but yeah, even more yeah. so. So you kind of think, did Zuckerberg sit there and go, fuck it, I hate, I hate people. I, mean, I don't people think they do started with that in, in, in mind. I don't think things start in, with, with that as an end goal. But don't very quickly you go, geez, sure. do you know what? Sure. Look at all this information sure. I've got. Yeah. And I can't remember what the show was. Yeah. It was a fictional drama thing on the telly. Yeah. It might have been Killing Eve, actually. Okay, yeah. And there was a... I don't know if you've seen the second series. And, uh, bits, not all of it. Well, oh, there you go. It's, I'll it's, see bits of it. <laughs> the, bit, yeah, the bits yeah, that yeah. flash before me every now and yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a... I'm sure the guy in it has like a, uh, the equivalent of a social media company, or it might not be a social media company, but you feel the same way about it because he's got this company and he makes this he statement in it everyone. where yeah. he's like, I've got so much data. I've got yeah. more data than the police and the government combined yeah. Yeah. or something along those lines. Yeah. And I just thought, yeah, shit, you know, that's full on. Yeah. You see, and, and without scaring uh, myself, um, Facebook do know more yeah, yeah. They know when know you're having sex, sex apparently. Well, yes. I, read, I read recently, and I think, well, well, fuck, what? Yeah, they're not listening. Cheeky. The scary thing is, people go, "Oh God, oh God, they're listening." How do they know? They must be listening. It's when you go, "No, they're not listening." That's scarier. <laughs> they know so fucking much about it. They don't need. They don't need to listen. It's the Facebook platform called Cockwatch, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not, I meant Clockwatch. That's interesting, isn't it? So, so that attention-driven. Uh, market directly influences the way creatives are working and the way and the creative. I future. think so. Yeah. I th- I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um. It, it, and it's something that is. 
Well, it, it, I think it's brought about and informed this whole rapid prototyping way of thinking. You don't really work that way when you're talking about print design or no. brand design no. because it doesn't really lend itself in the same way. No. Um, but that kind of rapid behavior has pushed the need to see results quicker and yeah. to come up with a way of working quicker, therefore, and yeah. to come up with a way of creating that end. Or not, it's, there you go, it's not the end product, no. but I've managed to create a, a pretend version of it in between yeah. before we actually build the proper thing. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and, and so it, it's kind of created more stages to the process, mm, but that show, give you a better... Understanding of what the end thing will be. Do you think it gives a better understanding? Potentially. Potentially, yeah. It's, I'm, yeah. Because I think when people like to, you know, you find a lot of software houses and developers and digital agencies love to work and behave in the agile way, but that inherently means uh, things are quite woolly, and you often get to the end of it and. Um, need to ask for more money. You see, and I, the client always wants to sign up to that rapid behavior oh yeah, and rapid they iteration, water, they but they don't actually understand that you're probably going to get smacked with a bill for the same again, sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, we're working on you know, you know, I'm working on a couple of startups, and mm. oh yeah, and to 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 not be hit by the agile mafia, <laughs> but you've been sprinted. Bullshit. Or whatever. The, it, it, you've been sprant. You know, we're, we're, we're doing it with a couple of with paper matter and, and potentially the one we're going to do here. And we, 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 we follow Agile and we follow some sprint stuff. But actually, there is a. We've got really good people involved in it. Mm. So actually, they're like, yeah, yeah, we've followed this, this sprint and the Agile method. But yeah. we know what we've got to do. We know what we've got to do it by. We'll communicate with each other. Yeah. Okay. Now, whether that ultimately becomes a marvellous success, but there's progress. You can see yeah. progress. Yeah. I, I often think that Agile in agencies and in other organisations is basically no one really knows what they're doing. Uh, there's no communication. They blame it all on the producer when things go, yeah. go wrong. Yeah. And uh, they sell this premise to a customer. Mm. Um, and like you said, the customer goes, yeah, I love it. And then the customer goes, Where's my project plan? Okay, here's your project plan. It's that very agile. There's lots of sprints on it. Brilliant. Where's my initiation document? Where's my weekly reports I can give to my stakeholders? Where's that? It's like, no, we don't do that. They do that. No, you do. Exactly. You do. And, and, and I suppose in that way, that there's that, there's that agile. So it's taking so, the useful parts of it that are going to work for the way that you need to run the project properly. I think the perfect blend is between the two. Yeah. Because... And I think that gives certainty to creatives because mm. you can go yeah. to a creative. Look, yeah. if you go to a creative, you've got two weeks sprint to do this, or you go, you've got until the end of the month to do it, and we've got ten grand in the budget. Comes back to that. the creative. In my experience, we go, I'm comfortable with that because mm. I can work with my team yeah. to go. This is what we've got. This is the budget. Yeah, yeah. So, do you think that again? It talks about the attention economy. Mm. I hate that phrase. Affecting the creative space does as agile. <laughs> And this different way of working that we've seen over the last five years also had a had an impact. And if it has, what, I think it, I think it has have? on um, uh, on digital creativity because I think it's left little room. I know you don't like pattern libraries. I don't really 
get involved with them, to be honest. Mm. Um, but it's left little room to do anything other than use native controls and sure. native yeah. switches and native yeah. this, that, and the next thing. Because people are so, they're more interested with uh, getting you the prototype in your hand yeah. that they that everything is just factory standard and you might get a coloured strip at the top with a logo in it. Yeah. And so I do think it sort of does change the way that people work because they want to work quicker yeah and to work quicker you've got to you can't just accelerate indefinitely yeah. you have to find quicker ways of doing things so that means that actually we're not going to do these things we're going to pull this set of common components in and use them instead oh god there's a big philosophical question around that i think that we we as a market and as a society definitely hence the rise of populism we have hugely devalued the power of thought and thinking yeah. and we have hugely devalued and this is a shitty word but it's the only one i can think of at the moment um thinkers and intellectuals yeah we have devalued them to the point of well you want time to think about that mm. no i'm gonna fuck, think no. about it now and get it right <laughs> yeah. at the end yeah. fuck that bit off <laughs> and i'll see you when you're embedded in the wall <laughs> and you need pulling out the crash there's another there's another thing around pattern you're right about pattern libraries. I know you're not a fan. Well I don't I don't actually use them to be honest. I said this to Andy Milson a while ago and he, I am he a pattern library. Well, I can't remember Google's Google's pattern library, right? Material. Material design, right? Clients people outside of it don't understand that they want you to do that. Mm. Because not because it'll get you to the top of the rankings, because they can gather more and more and more and more data and, in, and, and, and you are feeding the beast to the point of well over so one day google will overflow it'll just go i can't deal with more data yeah it's too much this the moon is our <laughs> external hard drive <laughs> and, and, and don't get me on to something else which i'm going to talk about in bath which is the fact that the fact that we um don't value our data because we give it away because we get mm -hmm. services yeah, yeah. for free um I'm seeing trends around people going, well, my data's worth nothing. And actually, your service is worth nothing. Your service is crap. So actually, what's going to happen when people go, actually, that, that service really, I want more. I want more. Mm. I want more. I want more. And come businesses and companies that get that early enough, who actually go, yeah, okay, we actually respect and value your data. Yeah. So we're going to give you a really good service. And, and we're going to ask you, Jamie, we're going to ask you for your birthday. We're going mm. to ask you for your preferences. But actually, we're going to, that to us, we're going to understand how to use that data properly, not just to send yeah. you a personalised ad on a fucking, yeah. for a, I don't know, a washing machine. Yeah. We're going to actually make it work for you. And I think, I'm sure there's companies out there doing it. I know there are. But that, that would maybe change that transaction. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to, to, to think about what working for you is. In yeah. a genuine sense, so, because like you say, you know, you think there's a lot of platforms that are sat there and I subscribe to this and it's a tenner a month and I yeah. get to, I don't know, play music. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. They're sat there laughing yeah. that I'm paying them to yeah. give them data about me. Yeah. It's beautiful, isn't it? Lovely stuff. Isn't it beautiful? So it would be, be really interesting to see uh, what an example of it being used to genuine effect to your benefit. Yeah.
what that would be. I don't know what it would be, yeah. to be honest, because cynicism would creep into everything I could think of. And that's the challenge. And talking about the stuff of paper matter, that's the challenge. Mm. We, we've made, a, we've made, we're, we're making, and we've made internally a commitment that at any time, if any user wants to know exactly what we've got on them, we will make that easily and readily available. Mm. Click a button, and we'll, yeah. You know, in the early days, click a button, and we'll. One of the team will scramble around and send it to you. Yeah. But eventually, it's like, well, and you want to take it? Yeah. You take it, we delete it. Yeah. We, you know, this is your data well, for you. And ironically, you see, yeah. the the opposite of that mm -hmm. is that I get junk email from a major bank. Yeah. You can say it. Barclays Bank. Yeah. Who I haven't been a customer oh, of yeah, yeah, for yeah. like twenty four years. Yeah. Since I was a teenager. Yeah. I've moved. Late, late 20s. I've moved. <laughs> I've moved house um, three times in that time scale. I don't know how they can know where I live. I'm not obviously naive. Not They've sure. been sold or bought my data. I understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that to me in itself is frustrating because I'm the asshole that's using all the paper and destroying the planet somehow with that. Mm. But I didn't ask them to send the shit through my door, mm. so. I get onto them and ask them to remove my information in October, and I'm told it will take eight weeks. And Which I, is nuts. And I because it's all printed eight weeks ahead of scale. Um, anyway, that continues to happen regardless. So a, a couple of months ago, again, I, I go at it again, and I get put to a completely different part of the website, completely different form to fill in. And then, ironically, a couple of weeks later, now I've done the same with a couple of. Um, uh, car dealership groups as well. Rang them up and said, can you remove all my information? I don't want to be contacted by you again. And they are really surprisingly pleasant and helpful about it over the phone. Barclays, though, in, in direct contrast, this is only as an example of contrast to what you guys say, that yeah, yeah, what, you, what your, dis, your, your, your standpoint on data is at, at Stop, matters, yeah, yeah, yeah. is that Barclays then write to me, yeah. so they contact me again. Yeah, more paper. <laughs> yeah, after I've asked them not to contact me. They contact me again to tell me they won't contact me anymore and they are going to keep my data because if they delete my data, they'll probably end up contacting me again. Oh, that's beautiful. I.e. Isn't that beautiful? I.e. they'll be buying my data again from Experian because I've, I've demanded that they tell me where they buy my data Isn't from. Isn't that beautiful? Fuck us. Isn't that... Oh, You've got, I've got to say... They're absolute bastards, man. I will tip my hat to them. That is What a great answer that is. Well, we can't delete it, because if we did delete it, we'd be contacting you again in a few... We'll be buying your data again. Wow. Maybe I should say, just delete it then, and keep wasting your money buying it, and we'll just do this wow. forever. God, that's... That is creative thinking. That's dirty bastards. That's Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, but it's just yeah, your example yeah, of yeah, actually, yeah. and that's what you want. That's what you expect from, you know, if you're using an app or something yeah. nowadays, you, you really, I, I appreciate with some things, you know, you, you can get your data from Facebook. I don't know how easy it would be to remove it, yeah. but you can certainly get from things like Facebook and things like LinkedIn, you can get a download of your data. Mm. And obviously it sits in the queue based on how many users they've got. It probably mm. takes a while to get the front of the queue. I think I did it with... LinkedIn mm -hmm. someone last year just for a laugh to see what see sort of what information they had and mm -hmm. it took about a week for them to actually send it through but they do mm. and I'm, I'm sure that it's probably a similar sort of process to go through to get yeah data removed but mm. that's what you actually want you want to be able to find in your settings 
yeah. the button that says, show me my data. Yeah. And then you want to be, you know, if you can see that online yeah. and at the bottom of that form is, are you closing your account? Do you want us to delete this? So that you don't have to go through another process. No. Because there's a good chance. I should think the amount of people that want to see their data to query something that you've got wrong is slim. Sure. There's inquirers yeah. like me yeah. that just are like, what have you got on me? Yeah. And there's people that want to see what you've got out of disgust and they're leaving. Yeah. And so why not give them an easy way to do that? Because if they don't want to be there, they're going to be a bad customer the longer you hang on to them for. Sounds like you guys are sort of working in, well, in a nice way to try and help help make it easier for people to get rid of themselves from your platform. But that is an excellent example of what you've just outlined of, of the broadening of some creative thinking. Mm. 45 minutes. Bosh. We should stop. Okay. Um, do you know what we're going to have to do? Part three. <laughs> yeah, like you said, it's going to be like the Star Wars. With the second one, yeah. this one's called, what did I call it? The McRobbie Strikes Back. Oh, what's the last one going to be? Return of the JMI. Oh, God. That's fucking liquid gold. You well, know you it. Are, um, you, can be, you can be my little um, uh, euphemism alert. My little Ewok. Um, yeah, nice. That's you, like man. like a... Uh, no, I won't even go there. No, yeah. no, on that note. Yeah. <laughs> Press <Mike>. pause. Cheers. <laughs> thanks a lot. Many thanks. thanks. <laughs>